Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It is me again, Austin Crosby. Today, I had to deal with yesterday, in a sense. I had to address my failed baguette uh, excursion. And rather than try and make another round of baguettes, I thought, hey, I'm going to move on to a different kind of bread. I'm going to try a hoagie roll. So... I looked up, and Casey's feeling a little bit better, right? She woke up. She's been steadily doing better. I thought maybe bread, by the time it were done being made, would be something that she could enjoy. So hoagie rolls, for those of you who are wondering, are enriched. That means that they do not just include flour, water, salt, yeast, but also... They include, in this case, milk. Sometimes they also include, did I say sugar? Yeah, sugar. The other ones don't. And, or a sweetener, you know, not a sweetener, but a sugar of one kind or another. Honey, molasses. Uh, And today, the problem ingredient that it also included was diastatic malt powder. Now, DMP, let's call it, is normally mixed into flours to give them a little bit of oomph to get the uh, yeasties going a little bit harder, I suppose, a little bit more browning, maybe. I don't know. They work well with the milk, though. And if you can imagine a sourdough baguette, On the uh, traditional dough side of things, an enriched dough has that kind of pillowy pull you might imagine from a roll, for example, cinnamon roll, but uh, also hoagie rolls. I guess that's indicative of the word roll, but I'm not really sure. So this diastatic malt powder... I know everything that I try to find that has the word malt in it, except for malt liquor, is a problem. Tracking down malt powder, malted milk powder or whatever, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, that was a nightmare. I went to four or five grocery stores, finally found it. Can't remember where I found it. And then tracking down malt barley syrup was also very difficult, but I finally did locate some at Lucky's Market. So today I did some research online and could not get a good answer as to where I could find uh, diastatic malt powder, but I thought, you know, I'm going to run to Lucky's and see if it's at Lucky's. I also need milk, cornmeal, the outside of the uh, rolls. So that's my best bet, seeing as how I found malt syrup there. Hopefully they'll have the uh, King Arthur's. King Arthur's makes some, or I think maybe Bob's Red Mill does or doesn't, but they are, they might, and they had a big selection there, I kind of remembered. So I went there, and they did not have diastatic malt powder. Fortunately enough, I got on my hands and knees literally in the store to look in the very back of the very bottom shelf nestled amongst the uh, Bob's Red Mill 
products, all the kinds of flour that he has, there was unbleached, artisanal, enriched bread flour. Or maybe it was unbleached, enriched, artisanal bread flour. Anyway, that word enriched, I said, doesn't that usually mean that it might include diastatic malt powder? And sure enough, it did. I had to look carefully. It didn't say what percentage it was by weight, but it did, in fact, say, you know, contents, malt powder. So we grabbed that. We got some milk, and I got some cold cuts. I got some nice smoked ham. I got some baby Swiss cheese. I got some pepperoni. I came back here and started on my, uh, started on my adventure. Fast forward several hours. They came out fantastic right as Casey was finishing up uh, and feeling well enough to eat. And she did. I made half the sub very light for her. I didn't put pepperoni on it. I didn't put mustard on it. Less mayonnaise. She loved it. And that was very rewarding. I would say that this process of making an enriched dough and bread is superior, seems to be superior now, if it was like Thanksgiving or whatever, yeah, maybe I would do a poolish or a bega the night before and a big loaf, a big rustic loaf in a cast iron pot um, or a Dutch oven. It, but honestly, dude, this did not take overnight to do a pre-ferment. It rose maybe quicker. Um, you could tell what you were looking for, and it came out nice and fluffy, kind of what you crave in bread. I don't know about you, but I usually enjoy a baguette but i don't crave a baguette over a hoagie roll by any means and while this was fresh out of the oven it was great to rip apart i could imagine letting it sit if you could restrain yourself for a day or two it would take on a whole other texture and i also can only get better at these from here um maybe they could have been a little bit more even maybe i could have sprinkled sesame seeds on them i could have done a better job with the egg wash i could have you know, you name a few things, cook them more evenly and longer. So I still need to figure out the best way to get steam going in the oven for uh, these trays that I got. Anyway, it still took the better part of the day to make this bread. Most of it was like waiting or keeping it at temperature, but uh, it took hours. I think I started at like 2 p.m. and it was done at 5.30. So grain of salt but i don't think i in case and i said this too like why would you go why would you ever get a hoagie ever again this seems to be just as easy as ever making a hoagie it's like yeah it's more rewarding for sure but it also like isn't necessarily cheaper it's probably like a wash cost wise i had to spend a decent amount but now i have this enriched flour i don't know i don't know time will tell um Pretty good, though. Just as good as any hoagie you'd get from a store or a deli or whatever. And the bread is what makes it. So definitely reach for, and I recommend, you won't be able to find diastatic malt powder. You probably could find Bob's Red Mill enriched artisanal bread flour. So make sure it's unbleached for whatever reason. Um, while it was going on, I had made mashed potatoes also for Casey's stomach, but she didn't really have that much of them. I had those for lunch with a salad. 
um, leftover salad kit from yesterday that I put some also blackened chicken salad that I got from Lucky's Market on top of. So it was a very full spectrum day of multiple kinds of meats, multiple kinds of breads, multiple kinds of potatoes or starches, I should say, all of it, the whole gamut. It was like a holiday. I even had a lot of coffee. And while I was having all that coffee, I had the sugar out from baking. I put a little bit of sugar in my coffee. I almost never do that, but why not? If it's there, a little treat for myself. Um, other news, Japanology is an NHK show that uh, I enjoy. They have a YouTube channel as well. And it, it has this almost um, nostalgic PBS tone to how it's produced. The quality of the music, the uh, blandness of the narration or the flatness of the humor mixed with like the uninspiring cinematography that's like passable, you know. But it's warm, and I love Japan, and it's a fascinating show with its content. Um, it was kind of dormant there for a bit. Maybe it was between seasons. But I haven't seen new stuff in a while, and I finally have started to see newer stuff. Um, newer stuff come back up from them. And while they were away... I don't know how long it was. I've started scratching the itch of Japanese tourism videos more with the Abroad in Japan channel. The Abroad in Japan is a uh, British guy, another guy with a British accent, but he's actually a British guy. Maybe the other dude from NHK is as well, but anyway. Quirky guy. I've watched his videos for a long time. He's a popular YouTube YouTuber, but I, to compare and contrast these guys, abroad in Japan goes around on little uh, weekend trips, really, oftentimes with a specific target for his video, whether that be a city, you know, how to spend 24 hours in Sapporo, or we take the fastest bullet train, or the best ferry. Um, whereas Japanology will be like in Japanese culture, here's a 28 segment or 22 minute long segment on stationery or cabinets or tatami mats or bathhouses. Not so much just one place. And, um, there's a appreciation for both of those, but also the abroad in Japan with it's kind of the run-of-the-mill YouTuber vlog equipment ends up shooting such better-looking footage, whether it's just got not a visco filter on it, but a little bit more contemporary color grade or treatment. The Sony color space versus the Panasonic color that the other guys are getting. I don't know. Something about it being 4TV first with its more outdated, slower-to-adapt bottom-thirds graphics and narration. It's not as personal. Anyway, Abroad in Japan doesn't really have that melancholic 
nostalgia to it. There's something to be said for that. They just uploaded a video that I watched today where, um, or he, I guess, spend the night in a $12,000 a night hotel in Tokyo. And that's kind of interesting to me. I clicked it. Uh, I would recommend if you watch that video to watch either the whole thing or just minutes three through nine because that's where they do the most substantial tour of the room. Uh, I don't really care about the food they order and I don't, you know what I'm saying? They order and talk about the pillow. I don't know. I don't, I don't care about that stuff. It is an Ondas hotel. They used to have one of those in Savannah and I thought it was surprising because Ondas was nice enough, but it was like my parents would stay there. I think I might have stayed there. Uh, maybe not. My parents would stay there. And I wouldn't expect it to have a $12,000 a night room in another city. But sometimes brands aren't perfectly, um, how should I say this, um, consistent. So... This was a really crazy room with a really crazy view, way high up, giant, crazy nice furniture and tables and paneling all over the place. They walk on a little tour of the bedroom or one of the bedrooms and the bathrooms and the closet. And what struck me was while walking through this incredibly nice $12,000 a night hotel room, they had the same toilet that we have. I thought that was cool. Very proud of the Toto. It's made both Casey and I having a, having a little sickness incredibly more comfortable. Super proud of it. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to drink your fluids. Come again tomorrow.